Welcome to episode 5 of The Fringe in Review and in this special episode we're delighted to be uh, covering the season 2 of the Space UK Online. Now those of you that go to the Edinburgh Fringe when it's on, um, which hopefully it will be again after lockdown, will know of the Space UK. They run a large number of venues and have done for many years, literally hundreds upon hundreds of shows. So of course when the whole of coronavirus kicked in, Charles Pamont and his team were thwarted like the rest of us and the space disappeared for not very long because it appeared again uh, literally at the same time as the August uh, fringe would have been with the space online and I think there were dozens of shows um, that were live and recorded and that was so successful that they're back now uh, just starting literally yesterday I think um, and I'm recording this on uh, Saturday or Sunday I think and um, they are here with I think it's over 50 shows happening online in all different formats to build on the success of season one. So in this special episode we're going to be talking to some of the arts makers, the theatre makers who are going to be on offer and who were not to be thwarted by uh, Covid and it's going to be great to see how they've created their work, how they've taken it online and I know one or two were online already with some of their work, others have used this as an opportunity to, to use the buzzword of the year to pivot and make sure that their passion for theatre, for art, for performance, for comedy, for all kinds of genres uh, is kept alive and even enhanced during these difficult months. And as we head into 2021, this is a brilliant thing to be doing for Fringe Review to be covering an arts festival of uh, all kinds of diverse shows. And uh, we're looking forward to interviewing more of them as we cover uh, this during the, the weeks ahead. So sit back, relax and listen to some of the shows that are going to be talking about their work. And that might help you choose what to see from all of the choice that's on offer. So stand by. To kick off our first interview, I actually caught up with one of the movers and shakers at the Space UK Online, Nick Abraham. And if you're ever up at the Edinburgh Fringe, you'll find Nick uh, in the press office, trying to get reviews, trying to get coverage for all the many shows that are there in the physical version of the Space UK. And of course, there he was at the press launch, which happened yesterday. And I caught up with him where I think he was out and about in his hometown of Rottingdean and uh, got the lowdown on what this season two is all about. Nick Abraham oh. from the Space UK. Tell me about the Space UK season three. Oh, hello. Well, uh, season two, not season three. I know, but I'm saying, you know, is this a series now? Uh, yeah, I think it's turning into one. Uh, so we did season one back in August and then um, we ended up uh, it went really well, actually, to be honest with you. I, I think we did it uh, to start with just as a replacement to the Edinburgh Fringe. You know, there was no Edinburgh Fringe happening. And so we thought, well, we don't just want to sit around and do nothing for the whole of the summer. And so we thought, yeah, let's do an online Fringe and, and see how it goes. And it was it was successful. It was far more successful than I possibly thought it was going to be. Uh, 30,000 views of all the shows, 80 shows in total. Um, and it's because of that, it was... We just sort of thought, look, uh, people were really enjoying it. The audiences were enjoying watching the shows. The companies and the artists involved were enjoying making the, the shows. And we just wanted to do it again, really. Um, we didn't want to wait another year to do it. So 
uh, we launched season two uh, for January and we weren't really thinking about lockdown happening at the time in, in a way like all of us were hoping there weren't gonna, wasn't going to be any lockdown. Uh, and once again, we've got uh, 50 shows this time around and we had our launch uh, yesterday. And I think it's just it's an I think it's a positive thing to be doing. And I think that's what it's all about. It's having something positive, something that people enjoy doing, something that people can feel involved about rather than just watching Netflix. Yeah, and I guess, you know, that's a question people might ask. What is the difference between this and Netflix? Isn't, isn't this just more f- film and screen? Um, it is, um, but at the same point in time, it's about being able to create something new every single time. It's about giving, just as the Ed Fringe gives companies this opportunity to create something and do something new and exciting. And sure, you can go to the West End and see theatre. Sure, you could sort of go to these touring Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoats to see theatre. Uh, but that's not what people do the Fringe for. That's not what people are involved about. They want to uh, create new work. They want to try things out uh, from a whole range of people. You know, whether you're a small university company uh, wanting to do something for the first time or, you know, you're a local company or actually you, you want to try and you work out you want to try and use theatre out and also i mean i've been interviewing some of the performers they are trying to bring theatre onto the screen aren't they it, they still see it as theatre in a lot of cases not film yeah i think so and i think that there's a huge step up from doing theatre or not step up but a huge difference in doing theatre than in doing film and i think what people enjoy is doing theatre that's why there's like you know that's why this country is packed full of small theatre companies is that actually what people enjoy is doing theatre it's, it, it's uh, that camaraderie it's 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 the spending your time with your friends and spending time with your associates and spending time with audiences, getting that work out there. And we don't have a million small film companies in this country. We, what we do, though, is have a million small theatre companies. And I think there's something more immediate in that. And I appreciate it's not quite the same uh, when it's not live theatre. There, there's a difference between uh, live theatre and recorded theatre. But I think that the underlying things, the underlying things about how it's exciting to create new work and how it's exciting to new, new things always works quite nicely. So how do people come and see stuff? So you can watch everything uh, by going to www.thespaceuk.com and that will take you to our brand new platform. So the first time around, we uh, you know, hurriedly built a, a website uh, and then uh, over the last couple of months, we've developed it a bit further. So there's now a brand new platform and the majority of the shows are live right now. Uh, some get added in during the course of the next three weeks and they're live from now until the 31st of July, sorry, 31st of July, 31st of January, and they're all completely free to watch. So you can go there, you can watch 50 shows. Uh, some of them are long, some of them are 45 minutes or so, some of them are short, some of them are 15 minutes. And it's that sort of great uh, popcorn experience where you can watch a couple of bits here and there uh, and pick uh, genres that you like. Now, it's looking like a lot of us, but certainly all of us, not all of us are going to be vaccinated by August. You know, is there, are you guys going to be in Edinburgh in August? Yeah. Yes. Uh, very much so. Uh, I, I think we're all not just hoping, but we're working on the assumption that by uh, August we're back at the fringe, and maybe there are certain you know social distancing measures that we need to take, and maybe you know there's certain things in place at that point in time. But yeah, I think we're very much fully working towards the fact that back in August we will be back there, uh, and we'll be back doing live theatre, and hopefully it'll be one of the best fringes ever. Uh, you know, to make up for the fact that we all missed it last year. Nick, thanks ever so much. Cheers, Paul. Much appreciated. Talk to you another time. Then I caught up with solo performer Charlotte Ann Tilly, who talked about a show that she's also bringing to the Space UK Online season two, 
which was also bound for the physical world theatre and will probably go there afterwards, but has been changed by her experience of bringing this into a virtual context. So this is a fascinating interview and she'll tell you all about her show specifically, but also we had a conversation I say, about the actual craft of fringe making that's both in the physical and the digital world. Now, Charlotte and Tilly, my lockdown continues here in my garden shed. And if you can hear any crunching noises, it's my cat Lily having her hourly snack. As an artist, what's your lockdown been like? Um, it's been weird. Um, I went home. I'm from Macclesfield. So um, I went home for like six months at the start. Um, and that's when I wrote this play, 20s. And it was weird because it was a play about moving to London went back home to write it so that was quite interesting and so as a writer though um has your writing changed now you're in lockdown yeah I think so um I mean I live in London and obviously it was so hectic before and the the change in the atmosphere of London um because I'm back in London now but I think that's I'm putting less pressure on myself now I think and I'm, I'm taking my time a bit more and um to people a bit more rather than suddenly like getting my head down but I have to write for an hour today or I'm not a writer you know that sort of thing so I think I'm being kinder to myself now which is good. A lot of people have been telling me that a bit like I think people who have been forced into prisoner prison like prisoners of conscience poets and playwrights wrote some of their best stuff in prison do you think your imagination has opened up since we've not been allowed to go out as much? Yeah I think so yeah it has been it has been quite positive in terms of writing, I think, because, yeah, I've just had, I've had more time to, um, to think, think things over before trying to work to a deadline and, and get all my ideas down and with not as much time, I think. What, what's it like writing about yourself and for yourself rather than for, say, other actors? Um, I, I guess it's quite, it's quite um, therapeutic in a way. Um, I think that, I, I, I use writing a lot of the time to like work through things that have happened to me and to um, to try and understand and then ask questions and also to start conversations, definitely. Um, I think something that really excites me is the idea that I could perform something and then I go out into the audience afterwards and someone will come up to me and something that I've performed trigger something in them and then we have a conversation we would have never had because of some theme in the work that that um speaks to them as well mm. keyboard and pen or sorry keyboard and screen or pen and paper um keyboard i think yeah has there been are there are there notebooks somewhere Please tell me there are notebooks. Oh somewhere. yeah, I've got I've got a lot of notebooks. I will put all my sort of like scattered thoughts into notebooks, and then I will write scenes onto onto my computer. Okay. Now, without without any spoilers, tell us about Twenties. So it's a play about a twenty-one-year-old called Hope, who grows up in a, a town in Cheshire, and decides to to move to London for a brand new start. And she gets a, a job at a dinosaur-themed bar um, and all seems really exciting and she's got this whole new life. And then um, things start to go wrong and her boss acts inappropriately and it's about how she deals with that 
Um, and it's also about it's about growing up and all those experiences of of leaving home for the first time um, and being completely out of your depth, but out of your depth, but being determined not to be. So there are theatres and there are stages and there's lights or there are microphones and there's cameras, you know, and software. Tell us a bit about some of the theatrical choices you've made in bringing this to an online format. So the play was originally going to be a one-woman show and it will return to being a one-woman show, um, hopefully, um, when I go to Edinburgh this summer. Um, but when we decided to adapt it for screen, we realised that it might be interesting to turn it into a multi-person format and have different characters come in so that you can visually see those characters because because obviously in terms of you've only got a small box to work with so the kind of sort of physical theatre that we would use in the room uh, on stage isn't as possible so that's how it sort of adapted and then we had like all these different characters come in and it was really cool because I got to see like other actors interpretations of the characters that I would have usually been multi-rolling um and that was a really big change. And, and actually, it taught me a lot about um, the depths of those characters that I can then bring into the one woman version. Mm. What, what have you learned about writing through the online format that you maybe wouldn't have learned from just physical theatre space? I think that I think it's, it's allowed me to share with people that wouldn't have otherwise seen my work. Um, and I think I've learned that there were so many different different ways to connect. And yeah, like I would have never written this this version of Twenties if if COVID had happened. But it, I, I love what what came out of it. And um, and I think as well, I've learned that people are open um, to being to seeing your show in a different way. That I because I think before I, I don't think I would have expected it to work on screen. I don't think I would have believed that people would have stayed engaged, but I've learned that that as long as you have a good story, um people will will be engaged and, and be able to connect to it. Now I'm asking this question to people a lot. Um, it's quite a unique question for these times of COVID. How would you like me to watch this play, Charlotte? Um, I think for me, um, I mean, something that I do when I things is I think it, it's good to maintain that thing of not having as many distractions around and being able to still focus in like you were at the theatre. Um, I think that's what I, I'd be really happy if I knew that, you know, taking the time to, to sit down and enjoy it uh, in the way that they might have done Um if we were if we were on a real stage so you don't want me slouching oh you can slouch <laughs> can i just can don't be uh on instagram scrolling <laughs> do you want me wearing headphones or can i have loudspeakers? Oh, whatever you like whatever works for you and can i watch it on my phone or do you want me to watch it on a big screen you know what i think that's interesting is that yeah you can it's one of those things isn't it you can adapt and um like if someone doesn't have like a big screen there or have as much like available to them it's making the form possible to them so yeah i'd love it if i if i knew that someone was like had only had like a small tablet but they were using it to to watch my show that would be really cool 
Now, give me a number between five and 15. Any number. Uh, two. Yeah. Between five and 15. Oh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Don't go that low. Six. <laughs> Six. What do you think the six-year-old version of you would say to you if they saw this? Oh, wow. Uh, I think... I think she'd say make sure you keep making people laugh and, and don't make it too serious. So she was laughing more, do you think? I think I think she'd like the funny stuff and I think she'd want me to make sure that I'm not... Because there's, there's some dark darker themes in my play and I think make sure you still like being silly and I think it's okay to have those dark themes but as long as you still have the, the silliness and the humour alongside that. I mean that sounds quite um, quite in depth for a if if I'd be able to articulate it in that way, but I think I think she'd tell me to keep being silly and not take myself too seriously in her own way. Charlotte, thanks so much for talking to Fringe Thank Review. Thank you. This has been great. in this bumper episode for the Space UK season two it was also good to cover cabaret and Pat Silver is a veteran of children's theatre but if you don't know her work you'll also know that she is a fine musician too and so she has brought cabaret piano boss style to the Space UK and here she talks about a show that she loves and a show that's fairly unique at this festival. Hello, uh, Pat Silver over in Canada, I believe. I am. Now, what is going on in your lockdown? We've just been put into a huge lockdown, about as locked down as it gets over in the UK. Uh, we are, we're pretty strongly in lockdown here in Toronto, uh, Ontario. We, we go by province and Ontario has gone into quite a big lockdown we can only uh, get curbside pickup from stores unless the store provides an essential service like groceries or pharmacy. Um, and that's pretty much it. Even the hardware. Now that was a yeah. yeah, that, that was a loaded question. Is it, do you prefer Pat or Patricia? Uh, Pat is fine. My, my grandmother called me Patricia. Okay. Well, <laughs> Pat, it's a loaded question in that, of course, we're talking about a virtual cocktail hour piano bar. So look, you bringing a show to the space again in their season two absolutely it's going to be it's going to just be like being in my home or being at my piano bar in toronto i played for piano bars for many many years and it's fun because you get a chance to interact with people i would talk to them while i was playing their favorite song and they would sing along and it was very casual and friendly and I love doing that. And so I'm just inviting people into my living room at my grand piano. And we're going to sit and sing some Don McLean and some Carol King and a little Joni Mitchell and songs that you probably know well, James Taylor, sing along or just listen and groove along, grab a, a pint of something that you like or a glass of wine and pretend you're at the piano bar. So is this is this live or are you, is this recorded and we kind of get into the mood as uh, we it's watch? It's recorded. And you'll get in the. You'll eventually get into the mood. <laughs> yes. 
And for people that have never heard of one, what is a piano bar? Yeah, I was wondering if they do that in the UK. Uh, here, it's literally a piano in a bar, and people sit around on stools, sit around the piano, and chat with the with each other and with the piano player, or they sit in the room because I, you know, I played a lot of large large uh, clubs, so the the piano player was always the person who was kind of the life of the party and would play your favorite song. And the the key to being a successful piano bar player, which I was and still am, is to remember the, the requests of the people as they came in. So I never knew people's names, but I certainly knew their songs. So my success was somebody would walk in the door and I would immediately play their favorite song. And of course that put them in a good mood and they would enjoy their experience. And so that's kind of what we're doing here there's not a chance to ask for your favorite song, but certainly I'll hit stuff that people will love. So, I mean, I guess the obvious question then is for you talking to you as a performer, um, how do you play to the camera, but imagine it's live? I had uh, my other half record me sitting at the piano and, and playing. I mean, I, we literally just used an iPhone and I sang to into the camera. I I've done a lot of performing to cameras in my career. Uh, you know, I, I'm an artist, so done a lot of television. And it's no different than doing TV, where the camera is the person, and you just have to imagine people on the other side of it. But but when we're watching, you know, we have to believe that you're imagining that there's an audience like us there. Yeah, I'm playing to you as an audience. I have you sing with me and clap along and grab it a couple of times uh, during the half hour. I grab a sip of, actually, I'm just sipping herbal tea, but you can, at the same time, I invite you to have a sip of whatever you're imbibing in, whether it's a glass of wine or a pint or, or some tea, just to, to join me. I mean, it's a very casual, friendly kind of presentation, uh, very inviting. And it's the best you can do when you talk about a, a format like uh, online. It's pretty hard to do online. And even if you can interact with people on Zoom, you know that, that there is a delay on Zoom. That's why choirs can't actually rehearse on Zoom because they can't sing exactly in sync. It's, it's impossible. There are some programs called like Jomulus and other programs where they get closer, but you can't actually perfectly sing along with anyone so singing along with me at a piano bar i'm hoping people will do that at home we don't need to be on zoom you can just imagine it and join in but you'd like us to get into the mood totally pour yourself a glass of something whatever whatever is your favorite bevy and and put your feet up sit by the fire pretend like you're in a pub you know i i i think you guys are in lockdown can't go to pubs right now is that correct that's right yeah well we can't either so we're gonna do a makeshift pub in your living room uh pretend you are at a pub you turn this on and it'll make you feel like you've gone out for the evening to hear a little bit of music and sit with your your bestie or or not if you're living alone but just enjoy the relaxing time it it's a low pressure just sit back and uh, get into the groove of the music kind of time. We all have enough stress right now with all these lockdowns. And with if you're a parent, you're dealing with kids who 
are not able to go to school because the schools are closed and you've got them running around the house or if you're in business and now you're having to do all your meetings by Zoom and normally you were face-to-face -face and shaking hands and making deals, there's a lot of stress. So this is a de-stressor half hour, just a relaxing half hour to listen to some music, songs you probably know the words of, sing along if you know them. You there, There's no charge to watch, so you can watch it once and then watch it again. At, once you've decided all the, which songs you like, you can download all the words to the songs from the internet and sing along the next time or do it, do a virtual sing along with some friends. And how do you create your playlist for this? You know, I've been doing, as I said, I've been doing this for a very long time and I, I know the songs that people have asked for over the years and that, that kind of fit in a particular groove. So these are songs that I enjoy singing and I figure if I like it and I enjoy uh, delivering the, the song that people will enjoy listening. I mean, that's, that's really the best way I can figure it out is as a performer, you have to love what you're doing. If you aren't inter interested in the song that you're singing, your audience won't be either. So you have to find something that resonates with you as an artist. Uh, yeah. Can you name can you name drop for me a couple of your favorite songs you're going to be oh, playing and singing? For sure, uh, American Pie from Don McLean. That's a, that's a very cool piece of music because it's got many verses. Most people don't know them all. I did them all, and it's a puzzle song. And I mentioned that in the show that people have tried to figure out what in the world was Don McLean talking about. We know that American Pie, you know, Bye Bye Miss American Pie, uh, was the death of the big bopper when the plane crashed in the 50s and we lost some very important rock and roll stars. But there's so many other references that are uh, very obtuse. Then I do invite my audience to have a listen and see if they can figure out what they are. I can't say that I've figured them all out. You know, Helter Skelter in a summer swelter, the birds flew off of the fallout shelter eight miles high and falling fast. I don't know what those lyrics are referring to. Don McLean obviously did. You can do some research and see if you can second guess him. I think people really haven't been doing that successfully. But that's kind of a neat song because it's got a lot of verses. Uh, my signature tune at the end of my piano bar evenings has always been Piano Man. I'm a huge Billy Joel fan. I went to see him play live in Toronto when he was just starting his career and uh, fell in love with his writing and his performance. And of course, being the piano man in the piano bar, whether you're a girl or a guy, doesn't matter. Everyone asks for piano man. And that really describes kind of the experience of playing, being the piano bar player, what it's like, you know, John at the bar is a friend, he gets me a free drink. It's all these experiences you have when you're sitting at the piano, playing for people around you, when people are asking for, for requests, when they're telling you their life story, There, there's a, in, in, this, in the song, it talks about uh, Paul is a real estate novelist who never had time for a, a wipe. You know, these are stories that people would tell me when they were sitting around the piano of uh, their heartbreak or their love life or their kids or their work. And so that really, that song really describes what it's like to be in the center of a piano bar playing piano and listening to the stories of the people around you. And of all the songs, the final question, of all the songs you know and have played, which song uh, unlocks the doors when you're feeling a bit too much in lockdown? 
Uh, well, certainly I, I do James Taylor's You Got a Friend. Uh, that's one of the songs I'm performing. And I think that's the most important thing for us all to remember in lockdown is we're not alone. We have friends. Reach out to your friends. Give them a call. Share some 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 of the art with them. And the space has a lot of wonderful things going on in January. Um, and, you know, share that artistic experience. My son watches uh, concerts with friends, but they all, but online. So they all pick a time and they start exactly at the same moment and they share that concert experience uh, virtually by watching the same thing at the same time. And then they can talk to each other on their phones while they're doing it. And, you know, remember you have friends. There are people out there that care about you and that you can share this difficult time with and they will be there when it's all over, when lockdown is finished and we can walk out our doors and do things together again. But in the meantime, it's the friendships that will carry you through this difficult time. Pat Silver, thanks so much for talking to me. A pleasure. Thanks, Paul. Now, David Harmer and Ray Globe are the Glummer twins and they bill themselves as spoken word comedy and they've been playing the Edinburgh Fringe since uh, I think it's 2015 and other fringes too such as Buxton and the uh, conversation goes back to 1984 with Ray Globe that's the first fringe he says he went to it went to in Edinburgh and they of course were bound again for the Edinburgh Fringe they've been thwarted but also an opportunity has opened up for them during lockdown. And um, as he says in the interview, they've really enjoyed experimenting and learning some new skills in the digital space. And it's been a real challenge, one that sounds successful to bring their, their comedy style uh, to the digital context. So I chatted to Ray about the show and about looking ahead. And, um, you know, he claimed he was old, but he sounded very young to me. So, Ray Globe from the Glamour Twins, how do you perform comedy online? Uh, well, it's not easy as a, as a sort of a double act. Uh, so, <laughs> what, what, what we've been doing is um, we, we, we decided uh, the only way we could create a video uh, sort of, uh, of the two of us uh, self-isolating uh, would be to uh, video ourselves separately and then basically stick the two bits together um so the first time we we tried this we had uh, we had uh, various sort of uh, wallpapers in the background that uh, that obviously proved that we weren't in the same place at the same time but over the over the months and it has been months since we started trying to do this uh we've we've sort of got it sort of perfected um a couple of things we've we've used is we've we've sort of based a lot of it around music. Now, our act normally is, is sort of 75% spoken word with a little bit of music. Uh, but we found that, that by using music, it's the common sort of beat in the background that we can both perform to. Mm. So, so initially, initially, we'd write a piece. I'd write some music for it. I'd send it off to David in Doncaster over the wires sort of thing. Uh, and he'd he'd listen to it back through headphones and record a vocal, send it back to me. I'd mix the track, 
It's all very convoluted, this. I'd mix the track, send it back to him, and he'd lip sync to the track, right? And it sort of seemed to work. It, it, it wasn't bad. We, we got quite good at lip syncing. Um, but, uh, but now we've invested in, in uh, wireless earbuds. So, <laughs> so we can now actually do the thing. Uh, he can record his bit while actually listening to me over his earbuds. So... So we've got it working that way, sort of thing. Uh, but it is. Uh, and were 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 you guys kind of cruising towards death for years from now, not changing a winning format, or have you quite enjoyed this experimentation? It's been absolutely brilliant. It really has been good. I mean, we we, we it's 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 really weird because last uh, last January, uh, if you remember, before this uh, before this whole thing started, uh, we were talking about doing a bit more video you know it was we, it was great playing live but we didn't we don't do a lot of live we we, we do a couple of festivals and a, a few gigs in between but we don't we never did a massive amount we always did buxton fringe we've always done uh uh edinburgh fringe i mean i'm saying always since 2015 we've we, we've been there each year sort of thing uh and it was just uh it was just We've always put music tracks out on, on, on SoundCloud and things like that. But we, we, we sort of thought in general, oh, it'd be great to do some videos. As it happens, yeah, that's the only thing we can do now. So, uh, so it was fairly good timing. So, uh, so I mean, we, I think we've done, we've done not too badly for a couple of old blokes with a, with a, a, a pair of iPhones and one iPad. That The whole show has been put together on on two iPhones and an iPad, you know, the music and everything. So, so we've, we've, it's been a huge learning experience, but I think, I mean, we have enjoyed it to the, to the point where, go on, sorry. Go on. Well, to the, well, I was just going to say, but is this a stopgap or when, you know, when, when we've all been vaccinated, are you going to head straight back into the physical world? Or are you going to bring some both? Well, I mean, we, we'd love to go, we'd love to get back on stage again. Uh, I mean, doing this virtual stuff is, is, is great. But, I mean, I, I suppose as a performer, I mean, why, why do people do this? It's, it's, well, why we do it is to go on stage, to have people laugh, to have people applaud at the end, tell their mates and whatever. Now, you, you get none of that virtually. It's a bit, it's a little bit... Uh, I don't know. It's a weird experience. You get, you know, you get a like on Facebook, but you know, it's that. It's not equivalent to a, a live audience laughing, you know. Uh, but there are some. There are some improv groups, for example, and some comedians doing live comedy on Zoom yeah. with everyone's microphone off, including the heckler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably that's probably a, a bit too far. I, I don't think we. I don't think we're sort of fast thinking enough. <laughs> Stuff like that, <laughs> uh, you know. It, I, it, our stuff needs to be scripted, uh, really. Uh, so, so I think, I think, I think, video is the format. Uh, um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, it'd be lovely to get back on stage. But uh, unfortunately, by the time uh, we get back on stage, we'll probably be uh, sit-down spoken word artists rather than stand up, because we both are getting on a little bit. So. Uh, the yeah. good thing about that is we, we we're high on the list for the for the vaccination, so that's 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 one of the uh, benefits of getting older. Yeah. So you might be in time for Edinburgh then. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, hopefully, I, I mean, 
I, I'm intrigued as to what m- may happen with uh, with Edinburgh this year. It, it's it's great, you know. As as a performer, yeah, we will have probably been vaccinated and and probably be fine. But what about your own? Well, I just picked out just out of curiosity a travel lodge on Prince's yeah. Street in Edinburgh. Seven nights in August is one thousand two hundred. Wow, quid. that's awesome. So they think they think it's yeah happened. yeah yeah. I'm not. I'm I'm not sure. I mean, I I don't think I don't think even space our our venue are, are totally sure. Uh, I, I don't think the Fringe Society are sure at the minute uh, because it's no. great. You know, if, if if you know if if everybody's, I mean, the plan is that everyone is vaccinated by by the autumn, right? Which is a little bit vague. The autumn, uh, but how do you sort of plan? A festival and make all that investment in time and money. Uh, well, I've heard several people telling me that if they had social distancing in August and a full house, that would be a lot more people than they'd normally get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, is, this, this is true. I mean, uh, yeah, we've been in, adding up our views on the on the video that's online uh, of the of the space show, and uh, it's running about the same daily views as we would get in, you know, at, uh, at space. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, it's not just yeah. socially distanced, is it? I mean, I, I'm thinking of the venues I've gone to, you know, over, over there. I mean, I've been I've been going to the Fringe since 1984. I've not missed a year since 1984, which is quite a record, really. Uh, and uh, I can't imagine half of the venues being able to social distance you know i mean you, you okay you can spread chairs out but but how do you get people in and out you know uh yeah. um and in a way what's the point really they're, 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 for me it's the crowds and it's the it's the sweaty <laughs> venue and it's the the dashing in and out and it's you know weaving your way through queues to get into your space it, it's, I don't know. It's, it wouldn't be really the same. Having said that, you know, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd happily, if, if, if the venue came back to me next week and said, yeah, we, we got it all sorted. We're doubling the size of the space so we can get, you know, people socially distanced. We're bringing them in one door and out the other door. You know, we've got the aircon on, dragging, you know, dragging the air out, whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd certainly, I'd certainly love to. Uh, Love to go on stage. Yeah. I mean, I mean, our problem is we, we tend to appeal to to an older audience. You know, I mean, what we do is aimed at fifty plus. I mean, younger people seem to love it, but it is aimed at, at fifty plus. It's it's it's. But but that's wrong. going to be roughly when the fifty plus are going to get vaccinated. So, is there any way you could offer? free vaccination with your ticket <laughs> that's yeah great idea it's... and come back and watch it in two weeks time yeah yeah thing. ray i've got one one question yeah. for you which is slightly arty but so of course everyone listening to this will know what comedy is of course but not everybody does have a clear idea of what spoken word is what is that well i don't know we we we, we have difficulty defining what we do because because basically we started out writing poetry Right, but 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 rhythmic poetry, right? Uh, sort of, sort of. I suppose the closest you'd get to it would be maybe somebody like John Cooper Clark, right? So it's got a definite rhythm and beat to it, uh, and whatever. We then started doing doing two part spoken word poetry, so we weren't necessarily saying the same thing at the same time. 
one of us would be doing a, right. a backing sort of thing, the other one would be doing the lead, then we'd swap over. So so it's really difficult to define because I don't think anybody else does what we do. Uh, it's sort of it's sort of somebody once said it's like a cross between John Cooper Clark and Simon and Garfunkel, you know. <laughs> one, I, I mean, a, a, a person actually actually uh, um, described what I was doing as harmonies, you know. I mean, it's not harmonies. It's, it's, it's we're speaking the words, so it's sort of it's sort of rhythmic poetry, right? Uh, that's that, that's comedy. It's always it's always comedy, uh, uh, but it's done uh, it's done in unison or or different lines at different times. Uh, you don't really get a good example from the show that we've put online because, as I say, we've had to normally, about 25% of our act involves music, but for the, for the online show, uh, it all, apart from, apart from the sketch that we've put in, uh, in there, uh, and the little bits in between the pieces, uh, it, 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 re it really relies heavily on, on music because it just worked for the video. Uh, and is it live or recorded? The music? No, the whole show. Is it recorded? I mean, are you doing no, this no, live? No, or no, no the, whole, the whole show's recorded. Yeah, yeah. We, we, well, do you think you'd ever be up for doing it live? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean it's a thought. I mean, as, we, as, as we're sort of developing with the technology... Now we've got the earbuds sorted. Yes, we possibly could do. We possibly could do uh, 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 sort of live, live, yeah, live online sort of thing. We 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 could possibly do that. Uh, final final question yeah. to you. My mum is in a bubble uh, where she, the only person you can see is her friend Doug. Mum's eighty two and Doug is ninety three. They're very sort of digitally connected, cool people. Yeah. Uh, my son is sixteen. So could you, final question, could you invite a 16-year-old and a 93-year-old to come and see the Glamour Absolutely. Twins? Absolutely. I mean, that, that is the range that we get. We, we, we're surprised sometimes. We do get, I, I would say our average age in the audience is about 50. Uh, having said that, we, we've had very old people in the audience and uh, who, who actually recognise what we're talking about because we're talking about stuff that, 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 that concerns, you know, 50 60 70 year old sort of thing and some of it's uh you know reminiscent stuff you know looking back and whatever uh nostalgia so which is obviously not what it used to be uh but uh sorry about that um but we also we all, we're also quite surprised when we get sort of uh younger younger people in the audience uh um yeah who who, who also enjoy it. they might not necessarily get all the references and it might be that they're just enjoying watching two old blokes being daft on stage, uh, but but yeah. it does it does seem to work across. We were surprised by this when we first started doing it that it doesn't seem to work across all ages. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Ray, do you, you do you still go to supermarkets? <laughs> do I still go to supermarkets? I usually have deliveries. Yeah. Oh. Uh, or, or do or do oldies hour. Uh, yeah, which is which is great, you know. You can, but I know I'm very wary of. Uh, I, I, I think I said in the in the. Uh, I think we're saying the show. G given our given our ages, we are actually very wary about going out, you know. Because I mean, David's sixty eight and I'm sixty six, 
So we're sort of in that, we're approaching that age where we, we, we've got to be really careful. Because uh, I, th- I think if we, if either of us got it, I think, uh, yes, I'm not quite sure we'd survive it, you know. Ray, thanks so much for talking to us. And as they say now, break a mic. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks a lot, Paul. Cheers, Cheers. then. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Fringe Review, where we've been talking to theatre, film, comedy, cabaret, art makers at this unique part two, which was the Space UK season two, after a very successful season one that stepped in to rescue the physical world Edinburgh Fringe offering of the Space UK with an online version as we all went or continued uh, into lockdown during this COVID-19 year and as we start a new year well they're back and there'll be more episodes of the Fringe in Review as we cover more of all the exciting literally dozens of shows that are happening in January and February 2021. As you sit indoors getting screen tired is it worth pressing the play button be that on YouTube or some other platform to watch some live performance or recorded performance when you're all Netflixed out is that an expression Netflixed out and what's been said in some of these interviews has been that this is something different because this is coming from a place not of big scale large scale West End theatre or Hollywood performance this is coming from the fr- same fringe spirit as Nick Abrahams from the Space UK pointed out and that fringe spirit is experimental it tends to be lower budget and the quality might vary but what you've got is an experiment is an experiment going on And at the heart of that is a spirit of uh, continuation, of getting through this year and not going back necessarily to the way things were, though a lot of people want that to happen, but being changed by that experience too. And just as universities and schools are probably talking in the future about a blended learning approach of both being in the classroom and being online, I think we are going to see blended fringe more and more. Because we're going into a world when we come out of lockdown where we can't just fly anywhere and where all these international companies can't just fly in to fringe festivals. There's got to be better reasons to bring work. Um, And we're going to find, for good or evil, uh, because a lot of the online platforms at the moment are really at the start of their technological development. So some of it is very clunky, but we're going to see digital and physical blending together. You may well see theatre companies, other genres, offering both. They're going to offer live uh, stuff for more local audiences. And I think a lot of touring may become more regional. Um, but you also find that there will be versions of this getting better in quality for the online world, just as that was already happening in things like the National Theatre in the UK that was um, offering its stuff live or recorded in cinemas. And people were paying quite decent money to see the Royal Shakespeare Company doing work that they were not physically present at. Now that could have you tutting and sighing and being thoroughly and heartfully against it, or you might find that a positive step forward. And I think the jury is out on that. Fringe Review covered over 200 shows online in lockdown because we wanted to continue to find good theatre, good fringe. And uh, even our review team, some of the reviewers were not prepared to review any stuff. Um, and others really went for it. So we're not sure how this is going to be, but I would encourage you to check out some of the uh, performance in all the genres that's on offer this year at Season 2 of The Space UK. I know they want to be back uh, in Edinburgh in August 
but we're already hearing in the news here that there may still be vaccination going on, there will be social distancing. We don't even know if the Edinburgh Fringe, as we go live here and record this right now for you to listen to, we don't know if that Edinburgh Fringe is going to be back at all. It might be in some form, but in the meantime, there is at least some attempt at creating fine work in the online world. So that's been the review so far. Do tune into the next episode. Um, and that was the Fringe in Review. Bye for now. <laughs>